Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. The means the boys are here, Manfred. So you're doing your little Irish accent. Is that what that is? I'm going to burn it to the ground That's today. That's what you're doing today. Yeah, we're at O'Neill's. <laughs> I'm doing Irish accent all day. Boys are live at O'Neill's, and we're having a lot of fun here thus far. We're putting the live broadcast up as we speak. So we are there for you, friends of the show, on the social media outlet. But here's the thing, friends of the show, you can just come see us. So your boys are at O'Neill's. We are at the O'Neill's on Juan Tabot. I don't know the address. You know the address? I don't. I could look it up. Yeah, we're at the Juan Tabot O'Neill's. I forgot to ask. Daniel's taking care of us all day long. And when we say all day, we mean up until 6 o'clock tonight when we hand this broadcast over to J.J. Buck and Lady Lobos is Wyoming tonight. They're in Wyoming tonight. Laramie. Oh, I bet it's colder there than it is here. It's not cold here at all. It is a beautiful January day. We're at the O'Neill's Heights, which is 3301 Juan Tabo Northeast, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87111. We've got a guest-riddled show today because there's a moratorium on guests in the building. Yeah. There's like a more, But here... When we, when we out in them streets. We can have guests. Yeah. So we will have guests. Joining us on the program today, Daniel Bruce, who's a midfielder for your New Mexico United, will join us in about 15 minutes. We're going to talk soccer because, uh, well, I mean, we're at a pub. We're at a pub. Yeah. Yeah. And then joining us after he, David Carl, also of the New Mexico United, uh, well, he will talk about there was a change in the home opener van, and there was a there's an important reason behind it, and we're going to share that with you, friends of the show, and we're going to do that at 4.30. At 5 o'clock, Kim Kirshen will join us. She is the founder, CEO, and uh, also the janitor of Locker Number 505. And we're going to talk to her about what's going on with her organization and what's going on with their effort to help kids in the new year. And then at 5.30, Dave Williams will join us from UNM. And we're going to talk about some of the reschedules, some of the COVID stuff, some of the behind-the-house stuff, not necessarily play on the court, but what's going on at the university. I'm excited for that. I am Fred Slow of Two Men On, and alongside me is that other man of Two Men On, Vangers and Mash. Van, how are you? Peachy, buddy. How you be? I'm feeling good. Man, I wish I would have went out golfing or playing some tennis or done something outside Mm-mm. today. It was a gorgeous day. I had a big meeting today at Chili's. Went to Chili's. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Got a fajita. Did you have a Presidente? I, what is that? That's a margarita they have there. The perfect margarita. It's called the Presidente. I believe that's similar to what I said. Okay. Back at the home studio at 4th and Roma is Mike Vital. Michael, how are you? In the bunker, gentlemen. Doing well. Thank oh, you. Good. Glad All to right. hear that. Glad to hear that. I don't know. In the bunker, is that good or bad? <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> with with bangers oh, and mash? Well, you got it, man. That's, yeah, that's don't you? it. Well, I mean, vangers and mash. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's a thing I feel like you should know, guy. That's not a thing you know, guy? Oh, I know what that means. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the world of sports <laughs> is the world of sports as it is today, and the thing that's jumping out to me is Novak Djokovic is still in Australia. What is going on? Well, I guess he's just on lockdown now. Yes, I don't understand. Well, they got to do their research. 
not like Aaron Rodgers doing his research, but <laughs> like an actual governmental agency doing research. He is uh, he's going to hang out there, I guess, forever, or he's already left. But I'll tell you what is happening for sure is he's catching a lot of attention he doesn't want because he's super soft. I heard Victoria is beautiful in the summer. Beckham? Sure, why not? <laughs> Just buy some property there. Have a little tennis camp. 90% of all Australians uh, have the vaccination. 90%. That's very high. It's insanely high. That's higher than Wiz Khalifa. They live on a state that is an island, that is a country, that is a continent, that is a – it's very secluded. They've taken it very seriously. It is no joke. And right they now – They have an underground city there. What does that mean? Is that where Novak is? It's so hot in the middle of the country – there's a whole city that's underground, completely underground. No, I'm not making that up. Like from Demolition Man? You don't believe me. Ask Mike Vital. He knows everything. Michael, is that true? Is there an underground city in Australia where they have a Thunderdome? Uh, I've heard. <laughs> I haven't heard about the Thunderdome, but that would be sweet. Is it Barter Town? Is that where they live? They do barter there. Well, one would imagine that they do. Yeah, the updates today are he not gone yet. And it looks as if he's going to play. And that kind of goes against the wishes of everyone in the country, anyone who makes decisions. But I've slightly changed my tune on one, one aspect. You bet on him, didn't you? No, Australia <laughs> gave him permission to be there. I don't know how much more I can keep blaming it on him. Like, he cheesed the system to a point where he fooled the people who make decisions. So I don't know if I can hold on to, like, an anguish the way I've been holding on to an anguish. Well, every two hours I hear a different side of the story. What side it, it changes every two hours. Now I heard that he can't play again. When did you hear this? Which is different from two days ago. This morning when so, I was doing my research. <laughs> you know where I do my research in the morning. Yes, I'm very yeah. familiar with how you keep up with tennis. So, okay, so as of 20 minutes ago, okay, literally 20 minutes ago. It's got the words breaking next to it, so it's pretty recent. It looks like he's back out again. I just I can't figure it out. See, I think he's out. I think he's out, out, officially out. You know why? No. Because of all the lies. You don't reward a liar for their behavior. They're just going to keep doing it. He lied to the government of Australia. Here's another news It's not article. like he was under oath or anything and faces perjury charges. He just lied to the tennis tournament. It looked, I don't think that's punishable. It looks as uh, his him being out is actually – jumping to conclusions because he's in to start the tournament and it looks like australia is not opposed to canceling his visa mid-tournament this is getting ridiculous it's unreal why isn't this more entertaining like antonio brown why can't why can't novak djokovic be more entertaining the thing that is the thing about novak djokovic is the way he's kind of put together because the other guys at the top like nadal and federer they're guys who are kind of always in the spotlight and kind of known for, like, big personalities and the commercials and the watches and kind of all those things go along with it. And then there's Novak Djokovic, who's kind of the number one, but he's kind of the number three. He's the number one, but he's, like, the number three. Well, he's going to go lower and lower and lower on the rankings the more tournaments that he gets kicked out of. So if he wins... You have to play tennis to hold your number one title. He only has to win one more to have won the most of them. All time? All time. I don't think that's true. You might want to double check it. Look it up. I'm the one presenting to you, and I know the rules of you. Just men. Yeah, you proved me wrong. Just men. Why would, why, what else would I consider? I think it's Serena. Why well, wouldn't count Serena's the go? We're not talking about that. Why not? We're 
talking about the game. Because of her, her race or her sex? He, well, no, it's just a, it's a completely <laughs> different thing. Oh, it's just a different sport? Yeah, you don't, you don't they compare. Start, you when don't they compare. start playing each other, then you count them against each other. Like Billie Jean King? Yeah, exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, but no. Also, that was thrown. Also, yeah, if I'm talking about NBA championships, I'm not talking about WNBA championships. That's, that's insanely different. That's it's not even a conversation. Well, every year, the team who finishes last in the NBA should play the champion of the WNBA and show the world the difference. <laughs> that's, that's actually a very good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Have the Harlem Globetrotters open. Whoever gets, whoever gets the first pick plays the WNBA. Very good and idea. if they lose the WNBA, then they drop down out of the lottery pick. Again, very good idea. Novak at the, at this point, Van, just to save face, he has to leave on his own, right? Yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't like the Australian Open anyways. Yeah. You're wasting my time. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm not the one who lied. I'm not the one who messed up. Yeah, uh, I don't have to own this. Or you can go the exact opposite and say, I am the one who lied. I am the one who messed up. I do own this. But either narrative you pick, you got to go. Well, just get the vaccine. I mean, wouldn't that well, be a total? That. Wouldn't that be a total sham if he waltzes in and he wins <laughs> at the tournament? Well, he's wildly talented. He's the right. number one player on earth. I and mean, then that's he just the goal, takes right? Off. Oh man! The, well, and a lot, a lot of prominent tennis players were like, "Dude, get the vaccine." Yeah, we'll interact with so many people, man. Stop playing by your own rules, guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Go out there and and kind of adhere. Like in the Australian Open. Um, like all signs point to sellout. You know what I mean? Like it's you're gonna have you're gonna have hundred thousand people at this thing, except for the one guy on the court. Because to get in as a spectator, you gotta have them papers. Sure. Like and and it just it seems to me like it's a I don't know what verbiage to use that's safe in an elitist exception that doesn't need to exist. Like when he needs another tennis ball, the ball boy can't just run up to him and hand him tennis balls because no. he's in his bubble, and that's illegal in Australia. Well, you're gonna make what play you with- have to do is you got to get like a, a T-shirt cannon and shoot tennis balls at him. <laughs> He's like, hey, give me another one. <laughs> but he actually receives them all perfectly. T-shirt no- cannons don't make those noises at all. Yeah. I don't know why I made that noise. <laughs> that's like an actual bomb going up. Speaking it's of- more like the funk. Well, don't he's a celebrity, so there you go. But what does that have to do with it? I mean, I get what it has Me, to do with follow it. the rules if you're visiting the country, right? You have to. Yeah. And, like, and I, I do get the, the exceptions are there. Like, you can get a work visa if. But here's the thing. He just lied. It's not even like he followed the rules. If you'd have followed the rules, it's a whole other thing. And, by the way, the rules, I don't think are very strong. I think they're stupid. But that's not for me to say because I'm not the one who appointed them. I'm right. not the one who voted the people in the place to appoint them. So the people that govern the rules, that decided on the rules, they were there for a reason. And here's the thing, Novak Djokovic, you are playing by the rules, psych. You're playing by your own rules, and that's why this is trouble. You give this guy some money, and he thinks he could just play by his own rules all day. we got to grab a break. When we get back, we're going to have – New Mexico United on the program. David Carl, I believe, or Daniel Bruce. I'm not sure. I don't have my organization Flip a proper coin. here. Let's so do both. We'll get we'll get one, two, or neither on the show whenever we get back. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On. We are live from O'Neill's. We're in the Northeast Heights. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 
spend our evenings here at O'Neill's in the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Leslie Studio and spend our weekends at Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Two Men On proudly brings to you a podcast that can be reviewed. Hey, friends of the show, we need 100 reviews. And we're talking Ron Burgundy rules here. Whatever you review, we will read. Our 100 review special as soon as we hit the benchmark. Log into iTunes and give us the five-star ratings on Spotify and wherever you download your podcast. Welcome back to the program. The program is live from O'Neill's Pub in the Northeast Heights today. It's something, 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 Juan Tabo. What is it? What is it, Van? 3301 Juan Tabo Northeast, I believe. Love that. Love everything about that. Joining us on the program right now, Bruce. <laughs> Daniel Brucey Bruce is on the program. You still wearing 25? I am, yeah. Okay, I am, yeah. There we go. Uh, you're from, all right, so I just learned before the show started here, Brucey, that you wear, are that you're from where in England? The So I'm from, I'm from Warrington in okay. England. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's a small, uh, very industrial blue-collar town. It's located right in between Manchester and Liverpool in the, in the north of England. Well, we're at, we're at an Irish pub right now. Yeah. Are you yeah. Do you have any beef with the country of Ireland or the Irish people? I can't say I do. One of my best mates, um, his mum's actually from Ireland, so I've got a little bit of a soft spot from Ireland. So excellent. Um, and you know, I've got a bit, bit of the ginger beard. Um, hey, you which, fit right in. There might be something in there. So where is yeah. where is Warrington? Do you want to do you want to compare our twenty three and me's? See how close we are. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're pretty close? Yeah, I think so. Oh, right. uh, we're both gingers from England. The, yeah. the only thing I know about England proper is Oasis, and I don't even know if that's England. I think that might even be that might be something unrelated entirely. No, no, they're, they're actually from right where right where I am, really. Okay. They, they, I mean, um, the Warrington area. Um, that's your favorite band, isn't it? I love Oasis. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Both the Gallagher's. I think they're they're hilarious. Yeah. They're so funny. But they uh, they're from Manchester, so that's the heart of Manchester. So they're Manchester through and through. Both Manchester City fans. Um, and yeah, I, I I I really like Oasis. Did, did you did you watch the documentary Supersonic? Yes, obviously. Chance? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. How how good is that's that? That's his, his favorite. It's, it's, it's literally, my favorite. Literally band. His how favorite. How, yeah. how incredible is that story? Yeah, it's, it's just it's, absolutely outrageous. Talk about just a love for something, and these guys just followed it blindlessly. Well, and the disaster that like is along the path. Like, <laughs> like it's an absolute wreck. Oasis doesn't have a single like issue, problem, or concern in their life that they didn't create themselves. Oh, one hundred. Yeah. I mean, even now, like. You look at this pair, like, I mean, if they just came back together and did one last tour, it would be All the money. unbelievable. It would be so, unbelievable, but they yeah. just just kind of, you know. And we, you and I would enjoy <laughs> the flight to go see them, no matter oh, where they are in the world. Absolutely. Unless it was mid-season, of course. <laughs> all right, all right Des- Desert Island, which Gallagher would you take the side of? Good question. Like, I remember, if you had to pick one. I remember growing up. Because they're both awful. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean Noel, Noel is is. City through and through, any. I mean, he's through. He's in the locker room all the time with Gross. the players and stuff, and it's just like, <laughs> nice. and and so I, I saw. I do. I do sort of respect that how much he kind of puts into the club. And I went to two Man City games when I was home, actually, um, in England. And I was hoping to see him, but if if you, I do remember growing up. I remember seeing a newspaper article headline, and it was 
Liam Gallagher takes up running backwards around Manchester. And, and as, as a young lad, I just, this, just, this just gripped me. I just thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Daniel, and, and he's pictured running backwards around Manchester. Did you have, so. like, there was like a bunch of copycat joggers who just like kept doing it because he started doing it? Oh, it? absolutely. There will have been absolutely <laughs> loads of lads in Man City shirts just jogging backwards around Manchester. Daniel Bruce has never suffered from shin splints joining us <laughs> on the program. And alongside you, your handler... David, I'm a handler. David Carl. David Carl, everyone. Hey, Welcome to the show. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, we got you on for twofold. Number one, I'm going to talk about the offseason. Number two, I want to talk about what athletes do to stay in shape and, and how the United presents you opportunity to do that. But first, let's talk about uh, big announcements for the team, right? So we announced opening day last week with Tyler Ortega. We had a lot of fun talking about that. We, yeah. Everyone got jazzed. I'm sure the ticket sales went through the roof after after we did it. Are they even available yet? Yeah, we've got okay. uh, over over 4,000 season tickets sold already. Oh, congratulations. That's oh, great. That's uh, great. But, yeah. But here we sit. You call me yesterday and you say, hey, Fred, um, the United actually cares about the city and they care about other athlete, other athletics as well. Well, the so whole state, yeah. So you're moving opening day. We are. Yeah, we moved it back a day. So it was originally scheduled, as you said, March 12th. Tyler Ortega told you guys that on your program. Moved it to March 13th mm-hmm. because the 12th is the NMAA State Basketball Championships at the Pit. And we didn't want to make families athletes. Some of these athletes, I mean, this is the pinnacle of their sporting career. Right this tournament we don't want to make them choose between you know having to play in this incredible game and that or go watch the team so you know if, if you're coming from Hobbs or you're coming from Gallup or you're coming from Taos or, or wherever you're coming from go win yourself a title on Saturday come to the game on Sunday hey Johnny where's your folks why aren't they watching you play basketball <laughs> they're at the United match I, I would hate for that to happen yeah so this decision uh it had to be a no-brainer right like you guys you who brought it to your attention, and then we were like, hey, we got to make a change to facilitate to uh, well, other athletics and kids in the state itself? Yeah, so the way kind of the scheduling works is the league presents us with a date that works for the home opener. We say, yeah, that sounds great, and we're playing Las Vegas in that first game, mm-hmm. so they say, yeah, that sounds great. So, cool, awesome, sounds great. We can play, we can play that day. Then we put that date out, and a couple people are like, hey, that's the NMAA tournament. And as soon as Peter, you know, Peter Trevisani, our yeah. owner, as soon as he heard that, he's like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that to families. We can't do that to teams. We can't do that to young players. So we changed it right there, then and there and, and announced it yesterday. Daniel Bruce and David Carl of the New Mexico United joining us live from O'Neill's. We're at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. We're having a lot of fun. We're here till 6 o'clock tonight. Come see your boys. I, I don't know. What are we going to do? Take photos? Hang out? I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, all the things you do. Because it's weird. We're transitioning back into, like, not COVID, but COVID's worse than ever. But there's, like, this weird social stigma, norm change or not. Yeah, how it's, like, th- ten times worse than it was when we shut down, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, but how are the United handling that? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, is the is the team store still there? Mm-hmm. You guys still have availability everyone? You still out around town? How's the offseason been? Yeah, the team store is still available. Obviously, we like everywhere else in the state, you wear a mask when you come in. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the team store is there. It's open. You know, we, we've got hand sanitizer available, all that kind of stuff. But just as important, well, maybe not just as important, but also important, we've got, you know, the merch that you want to get there and, we're preparing for the season, and we'll see where all this is when the season starts and figure out what we need to do. You know, there were times last year where we had, um, you know, restrictions on capacity. There were times last year where we didn't, and we'll figure it all out as we get there. We've got about two months. So we've got a new schedule this year. Yeah. A proper schedule That's this right. year. You play everybody. Are you guys excited to, like, is there anyone on the schedule that you haven't played before because of COVID? Yeah, there are a few a few teams. I mean, not not even necessarily because of COVID, but also just scheduling and 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 I think now in this season we have a couple of teams from from the other state, uh, other side of the country that um, are going to be our out of 
out of like conference games. I'm pretty excited about a few of those, like the, the types like Pittsburgh and these teams, Miami, yep. uh, Monterey, Mem- obviously coming in as well, which is really cool. Memphis from over there. Yeah. Uh, we're playing Pittsburgh as as you yeah. mentioned. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of Eastern Conference teams. I think we play nine Eastern Conference uh, teams Charles this year. Away, which that's going to be fun. That's going to be amazing. That's yeah. going to be. I, I saw that one. That really stood out to me, especially since that's where Zach's from and obviously coached. Uh-huh. And and it's just such a beautiful city, a great side. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just good to test yourself against the best teams. And 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 there's such good quality of football on the other side that that it's just so good to be able to test yourself against those teams as well. I mean, playing against Louisville last season, that's yeah. just a good like good you know standard for us to play against and just see you know where they're at where we're at and and you know look to build that way in the inner circles that is professional soccer athlete and you're having conversations with guys around the country the way you do is there is there an excitement for visiting player when they come to new mexico because like they have to hear the rumors first right they have to hear about the environment they have to hear about the intensity of of playing here oh 100 absolutely i think that um it's the same you know, for us, if we're going away to a team that we know has a certain degree of, of atmosphere and, and there's a number of people, we, you know, we have certain things in place that we have to make sure we concentrate on our game and, and concentrate on one another and what we're trying to do. Um, but when you've brought that up, it's because you acknowledge that you're going into a place that, that is, you know, a, a somewhat of, a, of an atmosphere and a fortress. Now, I would say, with that being said, I feel in a very fortunate position because wherever we go and play it's not quite as brilliant as our home right so even though we do have to prepare we know that that our home place can be a fortress with the atmosphere that we have with the incredible fans with the loyalty that we have behind us and that wall of sound there's, there's nowhere quite in the league like that so so it does feel like when we go away that that you know there's different different things we have to deal with without having that um but it's certainly an advantage that 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 player yeah and the second piece of that is when we go on the road whether it is to louisville which has a great atmosphere or maybe a place that doesn't have as great an atmosphere our fans travel well as yeah. well you know best we'll, in the league we'll be in charleston we'll be in charleston yeah, this year yeah. i guarantee you we'll have a couple dozen people in charleston south carolina coming from new mexico yeah, and that's you you're getting anywhere else. oh it's unbelievable away support i mean there, there is sort of a there's just sort of a magic about away support even in, in, in the British game growing up like away fans traveling together getting to the game you know experiencing the city and the place and then and then supporting the team like in, in the stadium away from home it feels like you're in the battle and yep. I mean some of those away experiences of fans ha- like the atmosphere has been absolutely unbelievable some of my favorite United memories are traveling as an away fan you go into oh, again yeah. this this different atmosphere and representing the club representing the state it's it's a blast it's unbelievable yeah yeah. United came into the league hot. Usually an expansion team, a new team, you got to slowly build for years. You guys came into the league competitive. What do you think were the biggest factors of that? Well, I think um, we like to put these things down to one thing in particular, and, and, and quite often it's not quite like that. I think the, the, the main thing that we had in place was we had good people in the club. And if you have really good people who are invested in the mission of the club, they'll work long and beyond their pay and hours to make sure that the, the, the club is a success. And if you have good, solid people in place, guys like David, you know, Peter Trevisani leaving from the front. We had Troy coming in who, who set up the club. I mean, the work that that guy did in this team, uh, absolutely unbelievable to, to bring in the right people. And then the players that he brought in, um, you know, brought in players who weren't just good players that he saw that fit the right role but good people and people who we thought would represent the team well and represent the state well and 
I think it started with that core and that mission, and then I think it just grew outwards, and, and then the public generally really bought into that and found that they had a sense of, you know, belonging to that, and they aligned with kind of the hard work, the humility, and the diligence that we have in the club, and uh, and the fans then made it their own, and and I think it's a number of different things, but I think yeah, the, the people that we have involved, the mission, uh, and definitely the public of Albuquerque and how they've made it their own are the three things I think that have really come into it there. Let's grab a break. Let's let's continue to jump down the road a little bit. We'll talk about the transition from Troy to Zach. We'll talk about mm. uh, some of the new acquisitions. You guys are announcing new players, it seems like, every single day. And I'll be I'll be real transparent. I don't know everyone you're bringing in. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I like, did not just give an introduction to myself, but the friends of the show. Obviously, we're having a lot of fun with Daniel Bruce and David Carl. A lot of first names here, guys. We're doing that's it's, true. it's strictly it's true. first What's your names. What's middle name, Brucey? Roger. Yeah, that's three. I'm, mine's Michael. we got oh, six, six first names here. Between two of us. couple oh, serial okay. killers. Don't, don't <laughs> Serial killers, bad sides over here. <laughs> Joining us here live from O'Neill's, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Come see your boys. I was told the specials meatloaf, but I was told by the time you get here, it might all be gone. It's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. But check out the meatloaf. <laughs> we're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Oh, my God. The boys are live from O'Neill's, and we are having the absolute most fun we could possibly be hagging. I would call it a banger. A bangers and mash. <laughs> Did you say hagging? I could have. Haggis? I choose. I know, Haggis. We've come, we've come full Irish, circle. Irish, not Scottish. This, I don't know what that is. What is that? I've never heard that word. Haggis? Oh, man. Off it's air. a Scottish delicacy. <laughs> yeah. It's effectively like fried sheep's blood, like organs. Yeah. What? It's not very tasty. Yeah. What I disagree. I think it's great. You like it? Yeah, I, I had it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I think it's really good. Say what it is again? It, I, blood sausage. Yeah. What? Yeah. Blood yeah. sausage. Fried blood sausage. In your yeah. mouth? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. Good. I'm good on that. No, no, no. I think that there's. There's a movement towards eating these like these more raw like organ meats of animals and things like this. It's it's the, the nutritional density in in these things is, is massive. Also, they're I mean, usually wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're usually thrown away and wasted. Yeah. But oh, these I Scottish can't. people, they're tough and rough. It's cold up there, and they have to eat some <laughs> nutritionally dense good food. And, and they've got it. I think they're on the right tracks. The <laughs> Scottish people are tough and rough. It's really cold up there. Cut that off, Daniel Bruce. <laughs> uh-huh. Joining us on the program, Daniel Bruce, uh, midfielder. What you you kind of play all over the field, though, right? I do, yeah. yeah. I play all over the field. Yeah, yeah, for the New Mexico United and David Carl, also the New Mexico United. Um, I guess I was a little confused. So your rookie year was the first year here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you became a fan favorite five seconds later. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was that soon after. Because, yeah, I mean, I came in and obviously – the, the quality of, of player that we had in the squad was unbelievable. And, and, and uh, you know, being a young lad coming straight from college, it wasn't like you can come in and just burst straight on the scene. And so um, it, it took a long time to kind of, you know, get my, get my stand and get my feel and get to the, the pro level and, and that speed of play. And, um, but I think, you know, I, I sort of told myself if, if I get two minutes or one minute or five minutes, um, the very least I can do is is run, give a hundred percent, you know, run past the past the opposition to score and past the opposition to defend, and just leave everything out on the field, no matter how long I have. And um, you know, I, I would by no means ever say I'm one of the most talented players in 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 the league or, or you know in in these leagues, but I'll I'll always try and give a hundred percent in every training session, every game. And I think part of that does somewhat resonate with with the Albuquerque crowd and public because they do the same thing every single day coming up and working in this state and and they love this state and they work for it and um i, I don't i don't know if i'm necessarily a crowd favorite but all all i know is that, that every single time i want to play for this club i want to leave everything on the field and 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 hopefully win something and 
Yeah. Ugh, he's humble. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> we want we want you talking. Talking about raw, yeah. raw sportsman. Dave, yeah, yeah. David didn't give you clips of our show before. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, yes, I became a crowd favorite right away. I did deserve it. <laughs> I have used it to my advantage. I don't no. pay at the Panda Express. That's what we want. Where's that, Brucey? That would be nice. Not paying at Panda Express. <laughs> That'd be great. So, Orange but, he, but he did hit the nail on the head, right? Be, I, th- I think New Mexico identifies with what Brucey brings. It's that that rough and tumble that that 110% every single time out whether Brucey plays 95 minutes or 10 you know he's got one speed go and and I do think we as New Mexicans identify with that because we're hard working people yeah so united was your first professional gig yeah it was yeah you yeah. came in yeah. with i mean you're a talented player came in with a good resume a good pedigree why albuquerque why united what brought you here well actually i don't know if i had a particularly amazing resume i played in college at unc well, well, charlotte david did a good job of putting one on the <laughs> internet for you then <laughs> i mean yeah he sold me well what well, well, i mean i played at unc charlotte and and sort of my whole career growing up throughout my whole life i i was i was that guy who was never never the guy you know and any team i ever played on i was never like oh he's he's the man he's the best player i was i was just that guy who who you know i, I was i was decent at a younger age i was never playing for academies or great teams i was just i just and and my career sort of went steadily upwards and then in college i redshirted my first year in college and then and then slowly began to play more and more and more in the last two years started up front as a number nine and and i kind of i've kind of grown as i've gone along which has been something that i've really enjoyed in my journey just just continuing to learn and grow and i think if if that stops then that's when i'll probably you know won't enjoy the game as much because i just love learning more and enjoying more and and you know, now playing under a new head coach in Zach, I'm really looking forward to learn more under that. But I think, you know, coming in and, and, and starting straight from college was, was a brilliant thing for me at this level and, and, and playing. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I thank Troy for that because he brought me over um, from, from Charlotte because he saw me play there. And that's kind of how it started, yeah. So talk about, talk about transitioning to Zach Prince. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we've tried to have him on the show multiple times. He's big-timing us. <laughs> Won't, he won't. He won't take the time. We'll He's make busy. The that's He's not busy. true. Uh, no listener. That's not true. He just has. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, talk about that transition. Talk about the handoff from leadership. Mm-hmm. Talk about you know from one manager to another and how it's resonated amongst the boys. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I've, I'm sure Dave can can speak to this as well. But I feel so. Um, <laughs> just so unbelievably like gifted that 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 I've been given Troy as a head coach and now Zach as a head coach yeah. I feel like the luckiest player on it I mean Troy for those three years the amount I learned and 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 grew and um and just you know what what he gave and the example that he showed was absolutely phenomenal and I think Zach was under Troy as an assistant and so has that uh, and also you know will have his own twist and his own you know ideas and and different styles of play and and how he wants us to to be and look and a lot of that i think will reflect in his playing career and and how he was as a player which was a brilliant player who who won the the championship i believe maybe twice i think he yeah i think he won it twice with charleston yeah yeah. with charleston and and had a phenomenal long career brilliant brilliant um brilliant player and yeah i mean obviously it's early doors now but but we're really looking forward to kind of learning and, and and seeing what what he has kind of in store for us as far as like on-field training and practicing and, and how that's going to look. But as, a, as an assistant coach, I mean, the guy works so hard. I, I cannot attest to how hard this guy works up 
late, up, early. I mean, the guy just, just coding games, looking at oppositions, looking at how we're playing. And I think the last thing I'll say with Zach is he's, he's honest. And, and as a head coach, that's something that, that players, nice. you, you want so much. You, you just, if the one thing you can want is a head coach, just be honest with you. Um, and, and he is. And, and you know, he's, he's brutally honest without enjoying the brutality, I think. And, and he is, a, you know, he's a, he's a good guy, I think, to be, to be following. And, and with the back office staff, I'm not sure kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar thing from our end, right? That we're obviously not out on the field with these guys. If we were, it would be a problem because um, that's not allowed. But um, Zach's a great leader for us, too. I mean, he, we've obviously known him since year one. Troy brought him in uh, to be his first assistant from the start. And he's always been a leader, and now he has the reins. And yeah. it's, it's brilliant to see kind of his evolution, too, because, you know, we all learn things and kind of absorb things from people that we get to know uh, over time. And I think Zach absorbed a lot of stuff from Troy, but he also, to Brucey's point, has his own spin on things. Yeah. So, so we get the great piece of kind of continuity of Zach following Troy, but Zach puts his own spin on things, and that's that's going to be great. Yeah. David yeah. Carl, the first person to lead the league in red cards, who's not even on the team. That's, More red cards than minutes. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, impressive. <laughs> and what you failed to mention was, yes, uh, Zach will be on the program next week. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, I'll get him on. Absolutely. Because okay, we're live from O'Neill's in Knob Hill next the week. next O'Neill's. All right. Yeah, All right. so next Let's Thursday night in Knob Hill, we're preemptively booking it, although we don't know if it's booked. Oh, I'll talk to Zach, and I... <laughs> You know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't big time yet. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's grab one last break. Where we uh, actually, you guys are going to get your money's worth today because I want to break down the schedule. I want to talk about the stuff that's jumping out at you guys is yeah, a yeah. big deal and important and must happen. And then also, I'm going to pressure you into a celebrity soccer game that me and Van can play in. <laughs> it's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Hey, friends of the show, we want to thank you for downloading the podcast. Two years in, and we wouldn't be here without you. To keep going strong, we're going to need your five-star ratings and your reviews. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us, give us a review or two. Here's what we're doing, loyal listener. We need your reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us get better by getting your constructive criticism and or complete hatred. After 100 reviews, we'll do a special show where we read your reviews back. Back at it, live from O'Neill's in the Heights. Good food, modest drinks. That, that's the uh, tagline, right? It's literally the tagline. Okay. Here. Yeah. So uh, I already had one good food or one modest drink. Text the show and find out which, 505-246-0610. Uh, back at the home studio, the John Lopez studio, Mike Vital is taking calls, but he's deflecting because he's good at this. But uh, we, had a, we had a season ticket holder reach out and said, uh, hey, talk about the style of the new coaching staff. Is it, are you guys Can the home fans expect to see more big plays, or do you think it's going to be uh, kind of a similar product on the field that's been there previously? Uh, I guess, obviously, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, obviously each coach, I think, has their own particular style of play. Like I said, we're still in very much a baseline of our preseason, so we're just setting a baseline of fitness right now. As far as implementing systems and styles of play, that's to come uh, in preseason. But I think, you know, Zach definitely does have his own, you know, he leans towards really being on the front foot and wanting to put oppositions in trouble early and, and, and trying to 
win the ball high up the field and and uh, and try and get to goal very quickly, passing through quickly through layers. Um, but but as far as the big play question, I think we do like to think that you know can we get bring in players or have a system of play that will just make big plays instantly and 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 um, and that would be brilliant if if we could do that. But if we did that. Every, you know, so many coaches in the, in the world would be able to just create big plays out of nowhere and score mm-hmm. goals. And and the game doesn't actually lean quite that way. The, the game of soccer is more about a mentality. And if you're coming in in, in a pre-season and to a season with a mentality of, of, you know, we have to get three points. You know, it's it's absolutely, you know, it's absolutely paramount that we get three points home and away. We make this home field an absolute fortress and, and a mentality of... of being, you know, nothing less than three points coming back into a locker room, and, and for the fans equaling, and, and um, for how amazing they are every week, we need to we need to perform to that level. And it's mm-hmm. it's no um, it's it's no secret to anybody that we underperformed last year, and we didn't pick up enough points. I mean, that's no secret to anybody. And 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 I think that the root the the the, the, the most important thing that we need to take into this new season is is a fresh mentality of New Mexico United is a winning club. And a fresh mentality is the one way that we're going to bring hope to this community, that we're going to be able to serve this community, that we're going to be able to give, you know, real, real joy and hope to the youngsters in this community looking up to players is by winning football matches mm-hmm. on the road, at home, in training, a mentality that we want to win and we're a winning club. And I think that that is something that is going to be instilled um, in these next few weeks and, and it's something that I think Zach will lead us in really, really well. And we, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, speaking of upcoming 17 home games, you're going to have an example uh, 17 different times United fan to see that and we were going to pull up the schedule. Yeah. But, yeah, Dave, you were going to say on the piggyback of Brucey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, when you think about style, you can also think about player personnel, right? We bring in a guy like Nico Brett. Um, Nico is a huge signing. He is the seventh all-time leading scorer in the history of the league, despite being only 29 years old. Oh, pretty good. He's okay. got, yeah, 68 yeah. career goals. I'll the the man scr- scores. I'll just scratch this off my question list. Thanks for jumping that one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he scores goals. Preston Taborditaka. I mean, he is a guy who is so fast along the wings. He is somebody who can distribute the ball well. He's somebody who can chase well. I mean, he's he's kind of like Brucey in that he's a terrier. He'll play offense. He'll play defense. And then you talk about guys along the back line like Alexi Suahi, who we've been able to who we have been able to add. I mean, he's been a dominant force in Louisville. Radio Uka, we brought him in from uh, he was he's Congolese, but he's been playing in Ghana for the last year. He was probably the best left back in Africa in the entire continent, and we brought him in. So you talk about style there. I mean. Zach's trying to improve from front to back and from back to front. It's, it's not necessarily like more big plays, although you, I, I think you will see that. Uh, it's just a more complete club. It's exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah some exci- like you mentioned, some exciting new additions. Brucey, how long does it take for you guys to gel? Because soccer has so many personalities from so many different places. Yeah. How long does it take you guys to gel not only on the pitch but in the locker room? I, I think for us it's important um, that, that – we're able to trust each other and have respect for each other early. Uh, and, and that's that's out and in there and in the open from day one. That, that is there. I, I, you know, we, there's this you know, tagline that respect isn't, is earned, it's not given. When, when you're bringing in a lot of new players into a locker room like this and you want to gel together, I think you have to start by trusting your teammate and having respect for your teammate from the off. And if then, you know somebody puts you in a position that that you then can't have that for another individual then you know it's very sad unfortunately it hasn't happened at this club with any of the teammates that i've had but 
I think establishing that early on that, you know, we have respect for one another. And also, you know, if you're signing for this club, these are our values. And, and we will not waver from these. You know, there'll be styles of play that maybe we twink, tinker here or there. There'll be, you know, we'll have home games, away games. We'll, have, we'll play in the rain, we'll play in the sun. But our values will never change. And as long as every player has signed that contract is up to that, I think that that, that helps the gelling of the club because the players have already said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to be diligent in everything that I do. And I'm going to put it to action. And I think that, that each player knowing that coming in, sets the table early doors for them to be able to, to gel quickly. Vital cut that out. That's the best answer we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> good. Uh, home opener aside, which is Sunday, March 13th. It's a, mm. uh, it's here in town. It's against Las Vegas. Home opener aside, what's jumping out of you boys from the schedule? What is what is the big one? What is who's coming to town? What is where you know you're going to put an exclamation point on the season? You've said home opener aside, but I can't put that aside. The, the, the <laughs> nice. first game of the season is is – We've never won our first game of the season. That's right. And, and I think if we really want to you know, put into action this, this new mentality and this new standard that we want to set, we can't be looking further past that first game of the season. That, that is ultimately um, everything right now. And, yeah. and, and we, you know, it, it would be to our detriment to think, oh, well, this is a big game in 10 games' time. Or you know, in three months' time, then we're playing these guys away. Three months' time, the season can be done. If if you've not been if you've not been 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 diligent and seen you know the first all right this is the first block of games this is the first game of the season if you overlook that your season can be done mm-hmm. and I think it would be it would be silly for us to to overlook that that first game and I think that that is absolutely paramount importance that we put on a good performance at home and then um, you can create that momentum right you oh, you yeah. play that first game and and hopefully things go well you get a you get a win and I mean that builds that allows you to look to that second game and so I, I, I we look at every match and I don't want to speak for you you as a player and as and for the technical staff but you look at every match as an opportunity to build for the next match and oh, so yeah. it's not that you're looking past one to see you know the next one after that it's it's looking at each one as an opportunity so if we win against Las Vegas cool we're looking to build that into the next game at El Paso absolutely which yeah. I hate I just want to go on record with <laughs> yeah. that yeah there's I hate the team yeah I hate the city I hate people who believe it's a quality place to live. I hate people who choose to live there. You hate Chihuahuas. I for years. I said <laughs> that the city is just overran by Chihuahuas. Yeah, there's and the Mexican state to the south is called Chihuahua. Yeah, well, oh, I, I know, know that it gives to be you. True. I know yeah, that gives I you PTSD. Literally hate everything about them. Um, their existence <laughs> as a as a people and a culture. Just want to make sure we're very clear on that. Okay, so we got the rivals El Paso to the south. You got Colorado Springs to the north. Who else on the calendar are you looking at? Like, we're going after those guys. Within, like, 30 seconds. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phoenix is a team that we've had a rivalry with since since day one, and we haven't gotten to play them as much recent years because we've been in divisions, um, and they were not in our division. Now we're back into a two-conference opportunity, so we'll play them twice, home and away. Nice. The team, I would imagine United fan will be out there in droves. Absolutely. Yeah, that is. They have to be. I, I mean, yeah. if you're a United fan, you, you, you've got to be licking your lips with that fixture away at, at, at phoenix you know there with the away fans yeah. bouncing in the corner like yeah. th- that's got to be something that you you wouldn't want to miss early, it's a blast early april put me and van on the bus we are going to that one <laughs> come on out for sure <laughs> david carl you were an absolute blast uh daniel bruce thank you you popped your no cherry here. My thank guy. you very much thank you for having yeah. us on guys it's really kind yeah, of you we gotta, yeah, yeah. We gotta make sure to do this again as often as we can absolutely so the boys are live from o'neill's we'll be back at the top of the hour mlb talk and a couple more guests david busters presents two men on live from o'neill's in the mobile john lopez real estate and coldwell banker legacy studio we're 
powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA, spend our evenings here at O'Neill's, and our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. The program is live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights today. It's filling out very well here at the old pub. Yeah, you, I... It was a little a little airy in here in the 4 o'clock hour, but the second 5 o'clock hit, it's filling up in here. It's, uh, it's 5 o'clock here is where it is at yep. O'Neill's. Thank you to United for joining us. Thank you to David Carl. Thank you to Daniel Bruce. Had a lot of fun with them. Kim Kirchen will be joining us in just 15 short minutes. Talk about Locker 505 and what they got going on there with the new year and how they're helping the kids and the youth of the community. So that will be a lot of fun, and I'm excited for it. I can't let DJ Mikey V go uncomplimented but he played me another run the jewels song what what is that i am absolutely amped up thanks mikey what is that yeah run the jewels yeah baby run them jewels i've never heard of that is that new uh run the jewels (laughs) is what you say when you rob somebody yeah in the streets you put your gun in their face you say run them jewels that means give me your jewelry hurry up and give me your money yeah what a a modern hip-hop band adopted that name and i like them a lot is that is that when you like snatch someone's uh chain no that's different you force them to take it off and give it to you. When you snatch someone's chain in a in a street fight, that means the fight is over. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like uh, that's yeah, that's Cle- the rules. The Cleveland rules is what you're talking about. Uh, I think that's more sexual. Okay. Yeah, what you're talking about is far more sexual, <laughs> and I no longer want to continue this conversation. Okay. The Urban Dictionary word for the day is Cleveland rules. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look up Cleveland. We, uh, my, this is real, Michael. We reached out to a potential sponsor for van creating urban dictionary definitions. And, <laughs> and if all goes well, we'll be presenting uh, van's diction, urban dictionary definitions by the library hopefully sometime next week. It's 100% true. So let's figure That's this all out. All right. Brought to you so. by Air Jordan. <laughs> All right, so Vital Cleveland rules does not exist on Urban Dictionary yet. yet. So we're going to have to make up a definition of Cleveland rules and put it back on. Just like like last minute. Run the jewels. I I don't hate that at all. Cleveland rules. Today's I-9 varsity is what Cleveland rules is. Okay? (laughs) So today's I-9 varsity is... What is Cleveland rules? Run, <laughs> run them pierogies. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, that's actually good. very good. That's, good. that's yeah. not. That's not bad at all. I don't. I don't hate that at all. Um, Van, were you looking for good news to come out of the meeting today between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association? No, they're going to posture for a couple months and bicker like a couple about to get divorced. There's no deal. There's no deal. There's no deal. Not going to be a deal for a month or six weeks or. Neither side is going to cave. They're just going to keep bickering. No, this is what I want. It's kind of dumb stuff. I, I I don't know if I'm team players or if I'm team Major League Baseball. I can't tell you right now. But here's what I can tell you. It seems to me that everything that Major League Baseball Players Association is asking for, Major League Baseball is providing a response to. Now, are they saying, hey, you can have exactly the thing you want to have? No, they're not saying that. Or are they saying, hey, we we got a variant. We got something very close. I mean, that's how negotiations work. And I might be leaning towards Major League Baseball Players Association, although I get that it's early negotiations. It's actually not early negotiations. I get what they're doing, but, oh, you're going to start showing me some good faith momentum here, Major League Baseball Players Association, because if you want 
five-year free agency arbitration plus time served plus 29 and a half years old is whenever you become a free agent unless you start your free agency before the period of five years, which would equal 29 and a half years old. I need you to just for one second go, we can't have it all. Just give us some. No, well, you, that's how you start, though. You ask for the moon, yeah. and you settle for Cleveland. Those are the Cleveland Those, rules. That is the Cleveland Those rules. Those are the Cleveland rules I'm there. Put that on today's <laughs> I-9 varsity. Yeah. Um, it's impossible for me to not be concerned if baseball is going to start spring training on time. Is that impossible for me? Uh, I have some worries that spring training will not start on time, number one, because I'm very excited because we're going this year. Yes. Number two, I'm a baseball junkie. Number three, I don't want to be all anxious about this for two months. Just figure it out, guys. Do you feel that it has to get worse before it gets better? A hundred percent. You do, right? Yeah, both sides are going to ask for the moon. They're going to posture. They're going to act like the other side is the worst team on earth they got the worst ideas on the planet they will never cave and a week before spring training they're going to get together they're going to settle their differences and figure it out because baseball baseball cannot allow another strike well just, not there strike. just can't be there can't be another any work stoppage there can't be any mm-hmm. other missed spring training there can't be any other missed miss games you saw how bad it was for baseball the last time you had a missed season Baseball would tell you they bounce back, though. Baseball would tell you they're making more money than ever. Baseball would tell you they paid out nearly $2 billion to Major League Baseball Player Association players during free agency before the lockout. Baseball would tell you they can afford to miss games in April because fans don't show up to games in April anyways. And now it's a formula where all Major League Baseball teams own their regional cable anyways, so it's not like they're really going to miss out on any money. The owners won't miss out on any money. Correct. Because the owners are already filthy rich. And the reason they got filthy rich is because they're shrewd negotiators and they don't back down and they're not going to give in and to a bunch of 20-something baseball players who are already multimillionaires. Jeff Passan tweeted, there is no deal. There was never going to be one today. MLB nope. made a proposal. The reaction among the players was not positive. Few on either side expected it to be. The question is how soon the Major League Baseball Players Association counters, which is what I want to talk about, Spring training starting on time is in peril. Major League Baseball Players Association has to send something back, I don't know, tonight? Uh, no, they don't. You, they have time to negotiate. You have time to go back and forth. It's not a life or death situation yet. How do you consider it not a life or death situation whenever the strike started December 1st, today is January 13th, and pitchers and catchers report February 26th? Because that's six weeks away. Also, that's when – no, pitchers and catchers start the 13th. That's whenever baseball starts is the 26th. Okay. So well, you took six weeks to get to this point, and you're telling me they're going to take another six weeks? Well, they didn't take six weeks to get to this point because they did nothing the past six weeks. So now they just started. Now is when you hit the go on the stopwatch. Now is when you start seeing how long it takes for these negotiations because now they're going to start going back and forth with what they want, then I have full confidence that it will be resolved by spring training. Maybe pitchers and catchers report late. Maybe they start late. But there will be a spring training this year. There will be a baseball season because they know it will ruin their sport if they do it again. But what is your inkling, like, outside of knowing it will ruin? Because, like, I don't necessarily – 
believe that Major League Baseball believes that it'll be such a mass exodus. Mass exodus like how? What a fandom. Well, there's junkies like me that's going to love baseball no matter what. But the casual fan who they've been bringing in the last few years with these cool young stars and jersey changes and they're doing better marketing the players. I mean, that was their Achilles heel for a long time is they didn't know how to advertise their own sports. So young fan, fan who's less than 26 years old, has never seen a lockout. Correct. So you think exposing them to that for the first time would cause great loss among possible fandom? I do. I do, especially that, like, baseball is clinging to, to their position in the hierarchy of American sports. They would do so much damage to their fandom. It would do so much damage to their bottom line not to have baseball start on time this year. It was a great playoffs last year. You've got young stars, Ron Acuna Jr., uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, and, you know, your, your old guard, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. People care about watching these guys people care about following their careers there's new life has been bred into this sport the nation's pastime the oldest game in america it's gonna be here no matter what but it being one step behind football if there's another strike they're gonna plummet behind soccer and hockey oh i'm gonna tell you it's not one step behind football i'm gonna tell you it's many steps behind basketball which is one step behind football Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, and and I would say, with, as far as this negotiation goes, it's not quite on the radar yet, a fan in a way to where it matters. But it will be if it's February. You see, you if need the to get Super this Bowl sorted comes out. and goes. Oh, you go ahead, Michael. need to get this sorted out because it took this long just to have one bargaining session. I mean, come on. You said six weeks. I mean, let's get going, guys. Daily negotiations, right? Well, I mean, they didn't do anything for the past six weeks. They kind of just shut it down during the holidays. They didn't meet. They didn't talk. Unless they're doing it behind the scenes, which, you know, they're not supposed to. It's a lockout. But who knows? But I think, I really feel there's going to be posturing for a couple weeks. We hit the, hit the go on the stopwatch right now and start paying attention to the negotiations. There's going to be two weeks of posturing two weeks of negotiations, and right at the deadline, they're going to make a deal. You tell me I am two weeks away from actual movement. Yeah. Yeah. I think two weeks of posturing, two weeks of acting uh, smarter and more honorable than the other side. You know, there's going to be all kinds of stories spun in the media. The players are asking for a world. The owners are modern-day slave owners. Like, we're going to hear all these stories in the next couple weeks, and then they're finally going to get together after they play all their cards and then start negotiating. If this is not resolved by the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you it's detrimental. Yeah, good point. I could, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, because then you're going to run out of other sports stories, and this is going to be the sports story. Because right now, if you, I, and I'm telling you, like, Google it. Like, friend of the show, go Google it. You're going to find the Atlantic, and you're going to find Major League Baseball. And those are the only two people who are really talking about it right now. And the tidbit you're going to see on SportsCenter or Fox News tonight or whatever um, is going to be very short, and it's not going to give you a ton. But once it's dead, once football is done, which football is never really done, sure. but once it's done, there's not enough positive narrative here for Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Player Association, so that is your deadline. You have to be able to have pitchers and catchers in the week after the Super Bowl because that's when fan is fiending for positive sports stories, and you can give that to fan base out there. 
Well, I could, s I could see if they're flexible, but the both sides are not even being flexible, it seems. That's, that's well, a no, cause is, of concern. This is the moment of negotiations where you're not flexible whatsoever. You make your demands. You act like you're not backing down. Then when it gets closer to the deadline, then you start actually giving in and negotiating. We throw a lot of jokes on this show, but I kind of feel like whenever we talk about the possibility of baseball not being there for us, it's a whole different levity. Like yeah, I, I, get, I just don't laugh. I get very serious about yeah. thinking about not having baseball in my life. Like I, I'm in to make fun of basically anything, anyone, all the time, but I cannot for one second make fun of the idea of not having baseball because it messes me up. It messes me up big time. Like Obviously, it's hyperbole. Obviously, it's exaggeration. Uh, spring training – pitchers and catchers report that's when my seasonal depression goes away i feel better about everything the weather's changing i'm happier i have to take off all these extra layers of clothes everything in the world is better i am insanely confused on why your seasonal depression didn't end today with peacemaker premiering on hbo max starring john cena okay which i am very excited to share with the masses as they allow me to do it. We're going to grab a break when we get back. Our very good friend Kim Kershaw is going to join us. She is the executive director of Locker Number 505. We're going to talk about the new year and what they have planned over there at their organization and how they're going to help some people in the community van. David, Kim's looking at you like she didn't know she's going to be on air this, today. Okay. she. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever been in a place with Kim where she didn't have a microphone in front of her at some point. Fair. Like, that is, that's Kim's MO out there in the world. O'Neill's is filling up, and we are laughing a lot while we're here. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On Live from O'Neill's in the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA, spend – our evenings at O'Neill's and our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. Sports Animal. Your five-star review for Two Men On, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friend of the show, we need 100 reviews. Why 100? I don't know. Just do it. So whatever you listen to our show on, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, leave us a review. It goes a long way to help improve the show. Your boys are live from O'Neill's, and you're like, but Fred, there's two O'Neill's. I know, we're at the one at the Northeast Heights. We're laughing. We're having a lot of fun with it. We're only here till 6 o'clock, though, because at 6 o'clock, this station becomes the home of the Lady Lobos. So at 6 o'clock, you tune in for the Lady Lobos games, uh, but your boys will still be here. We're going we're gonna to have dinner. We're going to hang out and do some stuff, and that will be fun for us for a while. Joining us on the program, uh, Executive Director of Locker Number 505, Kim Kirshen, and her number one volunteer that she's ever had at the program in the organization, her son, Nick Kirshen. Kim and Nick, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you for having us. Thanks. Kim, uh, we said we would do it. We said we we're going to have you on all the time. We said we we're going to figure out a way to do it, and then uh, COVID kind of spiked again, and we weren't able to have people in studio. And we were like, what's a really good way to get out of studio to have you on the program? And you said, well, why don't you call my friends over at O'Neill's? You do the show from O'Neill's, and I'll come and hang out with you once a week, and that's exactly what we did. So thank you for helping us organize this. Thank you for setting this up, and just how gracious and wonderful O'Neill's has been. They are fabulous. And, you know, I've uh, been a proponent of O'Neill's for a long time, done some different um, events here, mm -hmm. had some meetings and different events here, and they do a fabulous uh job here um not to mention they have pretty darn good food too and drink so you know meatloaf special tonight man meatloaf we're we're so lucky to work with businesses and nonprofits and and things that we do we're very proud of yeah like we're not we're not selling anything that we're not into right. like i used to go to o'neill's all the time before this partnership and it's 
very fortunate that we get to tie this into your organization. Right. So those in the Albuquerque community, and there's not very many of them left, that don't know who you are and what you do. Kim, who are you? What do you do? So I am the executive director of Locker 505 Students Clothing Bank. So basically what we do and have done for the last eight years is clothe children throughout Bernalillo County that are in need of clothing to go to school. So, and we do it with the community's help. We couldn't do it without, you know, uh, people like O'Neill's. And Neal's has been on board for a while with helping with things, you know. Uh, Two Men On has come on Aww. as one of our new partners. And we, we love you guys. You're awesome. You even came and did our Macy's event. And I know you guys had a blast uh, shopping with some of the kids. Uh, as Nick. Nick was there, too, yep. um, during that and working with some of the kids. So um, basically, we're there to get the kids closed so they're not worried about that when they're going to school. They can go to school and focus on their education. And their shoes, are, their shoes fit right and their pants fit right. And they're not uncomfortable. You spend a lot of time talking about clothes, obviously, and the time you're going to talk about that publicly is at the fashion show on January the 23rd, 2 to 5 p.m., and that's at the Sheraton there at the Uptown. Yeah, the Uptown, Albuquerque Uptown. Um, and I know you need models, so I'll give you an opportunity now to ask Van to do it. Van? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you want to come out and join us at least well, if you're around? So here's the thing. Number one, I would love to. Number two... Do you allow people with mullets? Yes. Because I got this freshly cut mullet. Yes. Okay, I'm still in? Yeah. Well, then I'm still in. Okay. Sweet. Love that. You can <laughs> you can uh, show up at the fashion show, see Van's mullet uh, as he's uh, doing the whole dance and, and sporting something. I'm certain $50 entry, which is a donation to Locker donation, 505. right. And we yep. do have food and, and stuff, so there will be food there. Do have a cash bar, so, if, you know, that's your... <laughs> Your thing, there'll be a cash bar. It yes, is. yes, the answer is yes, yes, yes. Well, it is. I know it is. That's why I mentioned it to you <laughs> yeah. too, because I know it is for you guys. Uh, but it's not open, just so you heard it was cash bar. Oh, noted. Okay, yes. so Van started oh. GoFundMe. What we need is a GoFundMe to fund our cash bar because some of those benefits probably go to someone that's helping Locker 505. I'm glad you said something because I heard Cosba. Uh, and it's not, it's not an Arab theme. <laughs> no. No, okay. No, it's a so cash bar. bar. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay, okay. yeah, and if, did you notice it's the uh, 20-something that caught that right away? Yeah. Uh-huh. Nick knows. Uh-huh. Just making sure. The, uh, <laughs> a lot of auction items, including Billie Eilish memorabilia. Uh, it, should be, it should be a good little evening. So check out locker505.org or reach out to the organization, 505-294-1647. And that is the best way to get a hold of you. And that's if you want to make a donation. That's if you want to be uh, a part or attend or anything really that relates to anything. Yeah, and if they want tickets, eventbrite.com. Really easy. We found this great site that makes getting tickets so simple. Um, So we love eventbrite.com. Makes it really simple. And, you know, this is going to help us continue to support the kids. You know, we saw almost 1,200 kids last semester. Oh, crazy. And I don't know if I ever got to you guys and gave you that that final number, but it was 1,170 kids we served from August wow. to December. That's amazing. Kim and Nick Kirshen joining us. Uh, that's that's mother-son, mm-hmm. not not husband-wife, Okay, joining yes. us on the program. And uh, you, obviously we've had a lot of fun helping you, but Nick, when your mom came to you years ago and said, hey, I'm going to, you know, you know I care about children and all I want to do is help, and you were like, mom, no, I know you. That's not true, mom. Mom, stop, stop making up these stories. <laughs> How excited were you to jump in and help her with her passion of, of giving back to the youth of the community? So I, I excited is a is a strong word because right she's she's <laughs> done so many things over my childhood right so she she was the president of my little league she was in uh, PTA so 
So I was used to this kind of her being around, volunteering, always, you know, every night has a meeting, something going on. Um, so it didn't, didn't surprise me at all. Um, but I was, I'm, you know, I was always around. I stayed here through high school, you know, even going to undergrad, I wasn't too far away. So happy to help. And, and usually she doesn't ask too much, which is nice. So just, you know, an afternoon here, an afternoon there, happy to, happy to do it. So I know your mom a little bit. I know she's humble as far as the growth and the impact of this. Can you talk about what it was on day one and kind of talk about where it is today and, and that journey and how many kids it's been able to help Locker 505? Right. So, I mean, I think 1,200 kids, and my mom can correct me if I'm wrong, may be the highest number that they've ever had in a semester, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not stagnating. It's not stopping. It's growing, right? And they've been in multiple places, which have continuously gotten bigger, right? More clothes, more employees, more volunteers, more people involved. And so it's, it's, it's on the rise, and I don't see it stopping until you decide that you're going to retire, which I don't see that happening either. <laughs> so you set a new record this year, 1,200 kids you were able to help. You already got the fashion show coming up. What else is 22 going to bring for Locker 505? Um, we do have a golf tournament coming up April 23rd. Your boys are in? We're in. Awesome. And um, I'm really fortunate. Nick um, and his buddies are uh, fraternity. He has a bunch of fraternity brothers. Oh, hey, of course he does. Look how po- Mr. Popularity over yeah, here. And yeah. so a bunch of them are going to play. And, of course, my younger son is also in that same fraternity currently. Okay. And so some of them are going to play. So any Lambda Chi's out there, challenge. Can I challenge the Lambda Chi's to get up and? Yeah, there's not many good, you know, not many of us that are any good. But, Yeah. <laughs> that's not that, that's okay. not the point of a scramble. That, wait, is no. it? It's a scramble, right? Isn't it, it? I'm it, looking at Nick. If it's <laughs> not a scramble, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 100%. Okay. I'm not a golfer. So you got to okay. bring one good player on each team, and then you're good. And where's that at? Do you guys have a well, yeah. I think yeah. I think we're going to bring three good players in and me. Fred. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very <laughs> smart. I won't be. I'm not the best player, but I'll be the best dressed. Okay, so that counts. Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll do that, Fred. Yes, we will. The best dressed golfer. We'll give an award for the best dressed golfer. Uh, Write this down. And the judges are me and Van, and I will win. That doesn't seem fair. That's, that's not, about, <laughs> not about fair this in this world. Uh, Locker 505, obviously you have a special place in my heart, and we've been able to be a part of some of the associations you've been around town as far as it relates to helping kids. Uh, what is the best way for the friends of our show to help you help kids? What's the, what's the best avenue to reaching out to you, and, and can you maybe a little bit talk about how monetary and donations to your organization works? So um, right now we have a – we look at kids. We see them three times a year, and – we finally sat down and really crunched some numbers, and we can clothe a kid for $400 for a full year. So they oh, can wow. come to us three wow. times, right? And they get a full week's worth of clothing. So they're getting new socks, new shoes, uh, new underwear, and a combination of new and gently used clothing. But they get a week's worth of clothing. Love that. Right? So they can go to school, things fit. They can come three times a year. So, you know, they can come summer, winter, uh, or, you know, spring fall, summer, sure. you know, then winter, uh, and then spring, slummer. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, is that going to go in the dictionary you guys were talking about earlier? Yeah, okay, slummer. Right, so slummer. slummer, yeah. Okay, the dictionary urban dictionary. We're slummer. creating urban dictionary entries, Nick. That's our new, oh, goodness. That's our new on-air hobby. Today's <laughs> urban dictionary is, uh, what would you say it was, man? Cleveland. What's the that? Cleveland rules. Ah, uh, the Cleveland rules. You Cleveland know, rules. A, you know I'm a Cleveland We fan. do. Yeah. We do know that. Yeah. So you're so, going to have to contribute. You're going to have to tell us what the Cleveland rules are. Oh, we'll I bring know. you back for the varsity segment of 545. Talk about the Cleveland rules today presented by I-9 Sports. We're excited about 
about that. Uh, we're up against it, obviously. We're going to have UNM on to talk about a lot of their COVID stuff and what's going on with their programs. Uh, but one more time for the friends of the show, anyone who wants to help or contribute, what's the best avenue to connect with you? Uh, Locker505.org, mm-hmm. our, our website. Um, is really easy, or um, our phone number, 505-294-1647. And when they call, they're going to get a really high-paid executive that makes a, a bunch of money off of this, and, and nothing goes to help kids. Uh, no, they get an executive director that doesn't get paid a penny. <laughs> it's all about, It is that volunteer life over there. I've been at the office, and you have just, like, the hardest working, like, seven dwarves down there, like, like digging through mounds of clothes, to just help kids get to where they want to be. Where do you find your volunteers? They're top tier. So some of them are actual employees, but yeah. but they could make a whole lot more money if they went to McDonald's. I'll yeah. be really honest uh. Uh, with you. Um, or um, people that just really care about kids. Yeah. I mean, they want the kids to have the best that they can have. So they're just focused on the kids, and, and that's what we need. you know. And, of course, if people are willing to volunteer, we'll take them again. They can contact us on our website. Um, you know, it just, it's about the kids, and we talk about that all the time. You know, I have two sons. Um, my younger one's in Cruces, uh, and Nick is here. But um, I think they'll even tell you it's always been about yep. kids. Yep. Well, and you've made a lot of connections, like I said, through your volunteering, that you found these really great people that basically follow you to your next thing, whether it's Altamont Little League or, or the clothing bank. And you just, you've known these people for, for decades, and they're willing to help you out, and they come Aww. and do it. and. I hope to be one of those people next. Kim Kirshen, Nick Kirshen, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for talking to us about Locker 505. Kim, we're going to have you back in the final segment as we create the Cleveland rules, which yeah. I'm very excited oh, about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we get back from the break. Joining us, Dave Williams from UNM, and we're going to talk about uh, everything going on with the game this weekend. There's a little bit of a shuffle. They're going to figure all that out to make sure all the friends of the show know what they need to do to be in person to watch the Silver and Cherry play at home against Boise State. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On, live from O'Neill's at the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YNCA. Spend our weekends at Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM. Welcome back to the program. The program is live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights today. We're having a lot of fun. Kim Kirshen and Nick Kirshen just left the program after talking Locker 505 for about 15 minutes and maybe my favorite 15 minutes in the entire history of all radio because they help a lot of kids. Oh, my goodness. I like helping helpers. Yeah, that's all it's about. I don't have any money, and I don't have any talent or skills, so I just give them the billboard that is this radio show. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. It's literally the least you can do. It's the least but I it's can do. also the most you can do. Joining us uh, via the phone line is our very good friend in front of the show, Dave Williams, who's the deputy AD up there at UNM. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on this weekend and what's going on with the team. Dave, how are you? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on, and I enjoyed that uh, that segment as well. If you guys could do me a favor, pass my cell phone on to, to Kim. You, Lobo Athletics would love to help those guys. Oh, yeah, my goodness. We will definitely, we will definitely let her know, and we will make that connection for you. She is uh, – she is here's – uh, no radio, no radio mystique here. Uh, she's just the nicest lady I've ever met in the history of all things, and all she does is help kids. So yeah, well, we we have gear, and and we have uh, student athletes who love to pass on and and, and do things for other people too, because some of them uh, come from situations where people help them growing up as well. So well, so we're what in. we'll do, Dave, is we won't I'm tell not, her right I'm not now. golfing with you two though. No, of course not. We uh, we're, we won't tell her right now, but we're going to have her back on at 545 for our Cleveland Rules segment, and we'll tell yep. her on air so we can have that reaction to that. So that'll be a lot of That'd fun. Be great. 
Dave, uh, so obviously there's a lot going on in the world of athletics. There's a lot going on in the in the sported competitive world. But uh, COVID-19 is obviously a factor of that, and that's made a little bit of adjustments this weekend for your Lobos. Can you, in the most layman terms, because I am a guy who, who just makes things too complicated, explain to friends of the show and Lobo fan exactly how Saturday is going to go down and what they have to do to enjoy the silver and cherry at home? Yeah. So – the original opponent was San Diego State. They have a COVID issue, and so they are not able to come. Instead, we are going to move our February 8th game against Boise State to 3.30 on Saturday. And so in, in, in layperson's terms, uh, that's about as simple as I can make it. Boise State at 3.30 instead of San Diego State at 7. 3.30 was chosen because it's a TV window in which the league already had a game that was supposed to be played. Uh, so FS1 will broadcast that game. Um, and in order to come to that game, bring your Boise State ticket. And so um, if you have the, the – if you're a season ticket holder, you should have your ticket for February 8th against Boise State. Bring that game, bring that ticket instead, and, uh, and that will get you into this game. If you are a single-game buyer – and you bought a single-game San Diego State ticket for this weekend, you have two choices. You can either hold on to that game of that ticket and bring it when we actually get the San Diego State game rescheduled, or you can bring that ticket to the ticket office and exchange it for a Boise State game ticket for this weekend. So we're trying to make it as simple as possible. We know this is uh, not certainly not normal. It's not. It's confusing. But we're trying to make it as simple and communicated as, as best we can. So Coach Patino unfortunately came down with COVID. How are you guys able to stop the spread and um, help these young uh, athletes? Well, I think it's a couple things. One is our, our team doctors and our policies that we've created um, and, and that our student athletes and coaches have followed have done all the COVID safe practices as much as they can when they're together. And so we wear masks and we social distance when possible and we don't gather in groups unnecessarily. Um, and so when Coach Patino got it, um, you know, he was doing all those right things. You know, to his credit, he was the one who self-identified that he was starting to get symptoms. And he tested himself before it became a problem. Um, so he, he very easily could have said, you know what, I know I don't feel good, but let me just get through this next game and then I'll test myself. And then we probably would have had a bigger problem. But he identified it early, tested himself, uh, told us the result, took himself out of the games. Um, and so hopefully we were able to, to hold it to just that one person and to this moment, uh, none of the other players have shown any symptoms oh, of, the, uh, of, of COVID at this point. And they're all fully vaccinated and boosted as they, as they are eligible. Um, and so we've, we've been able to get lucky so far. So you, obviously on the road at UNLV last week, and, and, and that's an exciting thing, right? But to be without Coach Patino, um, was there a familiarity because spending so much time there last season, did the team feel like everything outside the court? I'm talking about travel. I'm talking about the hotel. I'm talking about all that. Was, there, was it still business as usual for the team, or did it feel as if something was, was lacking with Coach being away? No, I, I think 
definitely the, the latter. You know, yeah. the assistant coaches did a fantastic job. But it's just not the same. You know, the, the team was told the day before the, uh, the weekend game, the Utah State game, that Coach Patino wasn't going to be there. But Coach Patino was at all the practices. So it, it wasn't that much of a, of a time for them to, to, to be out of the norm. For the UNLV game, they, Coach, Coach Patino missed practices and they were doing Zoom communications. and It was just so different for the team that I really wasn't surprised that they had a little bit of a letdown against UNLV. Um, so now Coach Patino was back today. He'd say it was his first day of practice. There was pep in the step of the, of the players. Um, and certainly of Coach Patino, he was getting an instant get back for sure himself. Um, but hopefully the team will, to, to, will rebound and get, put out a good performance against Boise this weekend. What's the, what's the attitude? What's the vibe with these student athletes when they have to go through these protocols? Or do, do you see any annoyance? Or are they just like doing whatever it takes to get out there and play basketball? They're doing whatever it takes to play basketball. They they okay. still love it. They they they're certainly annoyed by it at times. It, it's like everybody. I mean, no one likes wearing masks. Nobody like likes having to to socially distance from yourself. They want to be college. Oh, I, I love wearing masks. I'm very funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so they they are certainly, uh, but they they know that they know that it wouldn't be easy, but they know that it's worth it. And they know that it's worth it to be able to continue to hopefully stay COVID-free, play as many games as we possibly can, and uh, and, and just represent uh, and, and the, the Lobo Lobo and Lobo fans as much as best we can. Last question before we cut you loose, Dave. And uh, you know, time flies. We're just having a lot of fun here at O'Neill's today. Last question from me: uh, We were at the game on Sunday. Is that right, man? We were uh, at the women's game. We were yep. at the women's game Correct. against San Diego State. And uh, oh, how very nice of you and by the way. That was the media sponsor day for Cumulus and the Sports Animal, and they allowed us to receive an award mid-court. Yeah. Now, Dave, were you the reason that there were people there that actually cheered us? Because we expected booze, we expected yep. just jeers to rain down. Uh-huh. Did you did you put some plants out there, Dave? Yeah, I, I had a sign I held up behind your back and said, whenever they announced your name, I said, please cheer with the hold of the sign right behind your back. So, oh, that's so that was smart. me in the background. That's David Williams. Pull up, pulled a pulled a Jeb Bush. <laughs> please clap. <laughs> yeah, best in the business, <laughs> David Williams. Dave, anything we missed before we let you go? Any Lobo news that we may not no, have made just, available? Just, yeah, just remember that it, there, there's no reason to not come to Lobo basketball games. If you're not vaccinated, you can still test to come to the games. We're, we make that process as easy as we can. Come to that northwest corner and no charge. It'll take you about 20 minutes to get through the line. That's but great. please, don't. If the only people you're hurting by not coming to a Lobo basketball game are the student athletes. Yep. And keep supporting them. Keep coming to games. You know, we're going to get through this together, but we need your help to support our women's Our women's team is, is 4-0. They're about to tip off here in about 15 minutes at Wyoming. You know, do what you can to keep supporting them because they're the ones who really need it. David Williams, Deputy Athletic Director over there at the university. He's the absolute best in the business. Dave, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Talk hey, to you thanks, soon. Thanks, David. What a good dude. That's amazing. Like, if you don't want to put out the effort to do that, to support 
these student athletes, you weren't going to do it in the first place. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're point. if you're a Lobo fan, if you're a Lobo supporter, yep, and you don't you can't get the vaccine for whatever health reason, or you have moral obligation not to, whatever your reason, go show up early, get tested, go support these young student athletes. Go Lobos. The world's quickest segment whenever we get back today's I-9. It's the I-9 varsity of what Cleveland rules is. Okay, here We're we two, go. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Boys help boys. And you help us by giving us a five-star review wherever you check out the podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews, Apple, iTunes, wherever you download this show. Hey there, friends of the show. We need your reviews. And once we get 100 of them, we're going to do a special one-off show where we read your reviews back to you. Positive, negative, constructive criticism, trolling, bring it. Today's I-9 Varsity brought to you by I-9 Sports League Office 280 and I-9sports.com. Connect with them, 505-312-4999. Really good youth organization servicing Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, and Edgewood. And they're doing that in a way to where they help kids learn the fundamentals and they help them learn it in a safe way, man. That's what they do, and yeah. that's what they do well. And kudos, because they do it better than anybody. And we're actually going to punt the Cleveland Rules segment today, but thank you to I-9 Sports, uh, because Steve Kirkland just joined us. Or not Steve Kirkland, why did I do that? Dave Williams just joined us with UNM, the uh, Debbie Athletic Director, and he wanted us to bring you back on air to let you know that um, he would like to connect with you to donate UNM gear <gasps> to Locker 505. Oh, the kids would love that. They will love that. that. So the Lobo stuff is big stuff when we get it. So Dave wanted to make a point. Dave Williams, the deputy athletic director at UNM, would like to partner with Laco 505 on what they can do to help you help the community. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's why we wanted to bring you back on in the final segment to let you know that they are a supporter of you and how fortunate the kids that you help are going to be with uh, UNM Lobo's gear. Yeah, and that's a big deal around here to yeah. have Lobos wear. So when I told when I told you you killed that segment, you didn't believe me. Yeah, you didn't no. know. I was like, you did so good. University of Mexico is just going to give you a bunch of swag for your kids. That's awesome. Yeah, and also, uh, and I said Steve Kirkland, which uh, who runs all the sports information direction. Sure, out there, sure, sure. And he's a trem- It's everyone at UNM. Everybody. Yeah. So right. I, so I will give you their contact information off the air, and then obviously you can reach out to them and kind of talk about Perfect. what they can do and, and the kids you service. And obviously they have that network and that reach that's so vitally important to to making things happen here in the community. Yeah. So so awesome. there you go. Big thank awesome. you to UNM. And Dave Williams is such a good guy. Like it's the, the that whole organization up all the way up to Eddie Nunez. It's it's top tier. UNM does such a great job. Whenever you are able to connect with the kids in the community, Kim, through Locker Five Hundred Five, and and bring them that kind of apparel, is there a strong percent or possibility they wouldn't be able to come across maybe Lobo's gear on their own? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, they and that is the first thing that goes when we have Lobo's gear and it's shown, it's taken immediately. Yeah, um, and that's not something they can purchase. Right. You know, so it's a big deal to get Lobo stuff, um, and and it's important. It gives them ownership, um, and, and, you know, it opens a conversation for us. Do you think that's where you'd go to college? You know, so it opens for us when we're working with kids some of that conversation that we like to have with them. Are you a Lobos fan? You know, who do you watch? Who's your player you like? You know, those types. Of, what's your favorite sport that Lobos play or Love whatever? That. So, you know, we, we try to have a conversation with the kids whenever we're talking to them. So Lobo Gear is a huge opener for us. If you are a friend of the show and you are a uh, small business owner, if you're the general manager of a Target or whatever, 
Like oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it's the, are those are the type of donations that come in bulk and really help you guys. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I'm happy to talk to anybody, you yeah. know, that wants to try to donate or, you know, work with us, you know, like UNM and stuff. That's huge for us. We don't exist, and I've told you, Fred and Van, over and over, we've had this conversation. We do not exist except for the community supporting us. You know, we're not we're not funded by um, the government. We're not funded by APS. We're not funded. It is the community that allows us to exist for the kids. Cleveland rules is whenever you're from Cleveland and you go into a new community and you just help everyone. Okay, I like those rules. Yeah, those are the Cleveland rules yeah, as I yeah. see them. Yeah, My Cleveland I'm, rules is way darker. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some of those, too, living in Cleveland part of my life. You know how the, the river in Cleveland caught on fire twice? <laughs> you oh. remember how LeBron James was in Cleveland and left twice? So Cleveland rules are whenever well, something bad happens, twice. And Art Modell <laughs> sold the Browns. He's the worst. He only did it once, though. So yeah, that that's not those aren't Cleveland rules. Oh, I'm rules. sorry. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Browns fan, that was like. We are at, heart, heart we're at the end of this one. Kim Kirshner, Locker 505. Thank you so very much for joining us. Also, I don't know if you know this, in Cleveland it's illegal to catch mice without a hunting license. Oh, that's nice. Not making that Smart up. Smart move. That's a real thing. It is. Van, any final words before Too we go? Too much for the time allotted, my friends. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.